guys, come on. It's time to do the podcast. Yep. What are you doing? You fidget too much. We're, we're going to fix it. But, this is my solution. Just Welcome to the Impact Defense Podcast. Podcast. We're dedicated to giving you the information that you need to help keep you safe. Now, let's join our hosts, Brian and Jada. All right, guys, we are back, and today we have a special guest. Uh, Dutch in the USA is with us. What's up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> um, so if anybody, any of our listeners are not aware of you, I'd like to hear a little bit about your background. Okay, so I joined the military at 16, some sort of, um, I guess, comparable to the United States as a ROTC program, but this was more uh, a program uh, by the actual army, so it's not like on school campus. So you do a study, which I did car mechanics um, in the army, and then you do part of your basic already, and then once you graduate that, you have an easier enrollment into the military, and then I guess they did that for like having higher succession rates of people passing. Um, then I realized um, the army is very slow. Um, so my captain there was a Royal Marine uh, that took over that program, which can be anyone, can be Air Force, whatever. He just happened to be a Royal Marine. And he's like, well, it seems like you have a little bit more energy and you want some more action and more intensiveness. Uh, so then I enlisted to the Royal Marines I did that for about five years, and I ended up moving to the United States because my wife is American, and now we're here. Awesome. So what got you into, like, escapes? What got your interest in that? So I've always, um, I guess it started in the military where you get basic, what they call in America, SEER training. Um, mm-hmm. It's the basic escape and evade stuff, uh, which I obviously had in the military. Then for some reason... I started doing TikTok in during the pandemic and I saw this movie scene of Chris Hemsworth breaking a zip tie. And I thought it would be cool to redo that. So I had the screen behind me showing the scene and I kind of mirrored it. Uh, people started asking how to do that. And actually one person saw that video, realized how to do it and uh, was taken by her um, ex-spouse I, I, and was placed in the back of her car. She was able to get out of the zip ties, open the door, get into someone else's car that was nearby and drive to the police station. And that person got arrested and put in jail. So when I did a video about that particular story, a lot of, well, first of all, I got a lot of support and a lot of follows from that. And then the second part was people start asking, well, then how can you do like a step-by-step? Like, how does this work and why does it work? Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of started doing that. And then from there, it's like, okay, well, what about rope or what about heavy duty zip ties or police cuffs, zip ties or handcuffs? And it just kept getting crazier and crazier. And to a point where at some point I got annoyed with a movie scene where they're trying to choke someone with a plastic bag and he's grabbing at, at, at like the neck. And I'm like, you can just literally like either that or you can suck in the you know, like you can get out of it. You, they're just all these movie scenes and kind of what is still driving me is. The movie scenes pertain this picture that whoever is captured, and usually that's a woman, a woman, they are like helpless. Like there's nothing they can do. And yeah. you, there's serious uh, scenes where she is wearing a bobby pin or whatever and is handcuffed. And I'm like, you know what? Like you can just teach what to do here. It's not it's not that hard if you just follow a few steps. Uh, but it's always they wait for the police or it, I, I hate that they make people seem vulnerable when they're really yeah. not. They can they can do it themselves, but they portray uh, bad guys as superheroes that you just yeah. can't escape. Exactly, and I I just don't think that's true. Um, mm-hmm. And it's kind of putting well, what bothers me most about these things is even if it's small, there was a scene with Denzel Washington where someone zip tied to a steering wheel, and with really small zip ties. So if you understand the uh, weights that these zip ties have, it's about sixty pounds for. The way I do it is I use my fingernails. So if it's like 25% of your fingernail, it's about 60. Half is like 100. And above that, if it goes above your fingernail, it's kind of hard to get out uh, to just break it. But she could definitely break that zip tie. But what it's doing is people are seeing that. And let's say for, and this is very unlikely, but what if you're in the same situation and you just saw that movie? You think you can't get out yeah. because you saw her do it and it didn't work. I'm like, then... 
I, I don't I understand it's script and it's movie, but not everyone has that same connection. Because unconsciously you're like, oh, I saw someone do that. That didn't work. So I'm not gonna try. Yeah. So, and then other parts where people are trying to break metal chains, and I'm like, you're wasting way too much energy because <laughs> it's not gonna work, you know. So it's it's a little bit of both. Um, and then I just kept kind of doing that and adding on and then it was safety tips or what to do when someone comes into your house or, you know, I haven't touched the gun part yet where it's like, okay, how to store your gun safely. Cause there's just no good way to promote that. Yeah. Uh, one, because there's such a mixed audience on the second amendment. And then second of all, everyone does it their own way. I know how I store my uh, weapon is pretty safe. It's high up. It has a biometric scan on it, like stuff like that. The ammo and the gun is separate. Uh, but there's a lot of other stuff that I want to do that I'm not doing just because people will not resonate with it. I, I understand. They, they expect you to sleep with a gun on your belt and just go, someone breaks in. You're like, yeah, I'm ready. Like, <laughs> that's not what it is. You know, I got kids running around and yeah. No, I, I understand. We're, we're, uh, we, we're in the firearms industry as well. So I'm a pistol instructor. And actually, uh, both of these ladies are apprentice and uh, assistant pistol instructors as well. So basically, we went through the same training he did, but because of like age limitations and things, we can't be the full instructors until we turn 21. Gotcha. Uh, but, it, but that's the whole point of gun safety. It's like they asked me, like, what age is good to teach kids uh, about guns and stuff? And I'm like, it's not really a good answer. You know your kid. Like my my son is is very hyper and has very uh, low focus sometimes. So he's just he, he will not walk with me to understand what it actually does. While my daughter will sit there and observe and look at it. And they're still too young. They're they're about almost three years old. But um, there's just not a good age. I think the only thing you can say is if you're comfortable using it and you are educated and you went through a course or you understand the mechanics of these things, then it becomes a much safer environment to practice. That's what first. course? What course did you do? Um, well, I, I'm a um, I have an NRA basic pistol instructor, personal protection inside the home, personal protection outside, home, defensive pistol instructor, and concealed carry uh, pistol instructor. Gotcha. As well as rifle and shotgun and different things. So, and then, and do you provide courses for that? Yeah. So. We do, uh, some of our biggest stuff is we do concealed carry classes. Mm -hmm. uh, every so, month. so I teach, yeah, I teach a, a North Carolina concealed carry permit class every single month. And uh, that that is our biggest one, of course, you know, yeah. we do defensive pistol and things like that as well. And, and like you were saying, everyone expects us that when they, when they hear our credential list, they expect us to be the kind of people that are like, yeah, sleep with the gun on your hip <laughs> kind of people. No, no. Uh, it, <laughs> I think any reasonable person that has that, like if I, if I was by myself, I lived out alone, whatever, fine. You know, it's just me. I have to worry about, but with kids running around and you know, uh, my wife who is not trained in firearms, there's just precautions that I take just to be safe. And you got to be realistic. Like my door is about, you know, two rooms over the moment I hear something that gives me plenty of time. It takes me about, seven seconds to get to the gun open it up and load it uh, so how i store it is above high where the cat kids can't climb so there's nothing to grab on for them um it's like a, where you put your t-shirts up high above in a closet um the scan itself needs my fingerprint and then it opens and then i keep my uh, ammunition uh, aside from my gun it has bullets in it so i just load it and then i'm good to go it takes about seven seconds and i'm a very light sleeper so I don't, I don't see the problem with that. You know, if someone can get from that door to, to here in seven seconds, then I got other issues. That's <laughs> true. true, true. <clears throat> the flash is robbing you. <laughs> well, the, the thing with what, what I find most interesting is when I do safety tips on home security. So there's great ways, right? You have great lighting outside is one mm -hmm. of them. That's good. Security signs, preferably an actual security system, but a sign deters as well. Having a dog, stuff like that. But their first response is always just use your second amendment. Yeah, and I don't yeah. think people understand what the impact is of firing a firearm on a person. Yeah. The long-term effects. Mm -hmm. uh, but they seem to think that they are capable and um, can deal with uh, the long-term effects of that, which it's just proven that it's not. A lot of people will not recover from doing something like that. So I'm like, just take the steps that doesn't include hurting someone. 
If you have those steps and then you need the gun, okay, I'm good. Well, you've got to decide what's worth fighting, like uh, fighting someone or hurting someone over. Like in our state, um, you can't shoot someone just for being in your home. Like if they're holding your TV, trying to steal your TV, you can't use deadly force against them because they just want your TV. Like you have to use your voice, get them to yeah. leave first. And that, that's know, why um, think up. Then if they start threatening you, then you have the right. Yeah. But they have to be, you, you have to either believe that you are under threat of death, um, maiming, or uh, rape. Like you have to be sure that you, one of those things is going to happen before you can use deadly force. Yeah. And I'm okay with that because there are some people that I really do not believe should have firearms because I think they are way too eager to use them. Like, they're just like, I'm just ready for the day that someone tries something so I can just shoot them. Oh, yeah. God, you really should not own one. You well, should. And without getting in too much of politics, it's, it's, you can't deny the statistics of country not having guns against and then oh. not having fun. If, if, if I try to have a conversation and I, for instance, bring up Australia who banned their weapons after the massacre at Port Arthur, I believe. There's not been a mass shooting since. I, I, actually, that's not true. I think there was one recently. Uh, but other than that, the decline in violence with guns is there. It's statistically proven. If that is not part of the discussion, or um, then then there's no point of having the discussion. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm going to take your guns away. I mean, I'm a foreigner in America. I'm very careful what I say about Second Amendment. <laughs> um, but you should have steps to protect yourself. And obviously it's very hard with like TikTok and stuff because I live in Florida. So when someone does enter my home, I have the authority to um, neutralize that person, so yeah. to say. Um, but my videos go everywhere. So I, I know some, some people say like, okay, well, I live in the UK. I can't do that or this or there's one country and I believe it was Sweden is that if you, whatever you have on you and it doesn't need to be a, a firearm, if you use that in your self-defense, it's called a self-defense item. So if you're walking with an umbrella, you used it, it's still considered a, a weapon. I'm like, and you can't have that. I'm like, okay, well, that's, how does that work? <laughs> I have my keychain with me and now I used it and now it's considered a deadly weapon. All right. Yeah. Now, some of, the, some of the laws and some of the surrounding self-defense is vastly different across the world. And yeah, we, even when we've done stuff on pepper spray and using some um, uh, improvised weapons, yeah, we get some people coming back going like, well, we can't do that here. You know, yeah. it, it makes it very, very hard. And very I, I actually, actually uh, uh, one of my things that I like to carry on me that is not a gun is actually a baton. I took classes mm -hmm. with the baton and the impact that you can have with a small thing like that is insane. It is true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but once again, I don't think UK can have it, the Netherlands. Yeah. And even in the Netherlands, like you can own a weapon, but you have to drive a certain route to the range. You can't carry it with you everywhere. It's not like you can drive from one city to another and just carry it. Um, you can only drive to the range. And uh, if you get pulled over outside of your route that you submitted to the bureau that you know controls this, they take away your license. They give you a very hefty fine and they take away the weapons and everything. Mm -hmm. Which is a little, it's a little too much, but our country is also not, um, there's no legalizations of guns there. So it's not common. And yeah. people that do get uh, approved for having a gun are very aware of the strict rules and the repercussions it has. Yeah. If they get caught outside of that. Uh, but America is vastly different. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even from state to state, it's vastly different as well. Yeah. Yeah, someone uh, asked us about the fire firearms laws in a different state. We're just going, we, we, we don't know. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. apply to us because we're in the state we're in. We should know yeah. the state laws of where we are, but we can't know about every one of the 50 states' different rules because it would be impossible to keep track. Yeah, and you, then you have to recertify yourself on every single state, and that's, I hope you have a big bank account if you want to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and then you have the more stricter ones like florida is pretty open right it's it's they they are very perceptive to owning firearms um but other states are not like new i, I know new york is a lot stricter 
Mm-hmm. Uh, California is a lot stricter. So I guess we'll see where it goes. I, th- I think I think you're going to have a fight for the rest of America's existence between people that want, don't want guns in the country and people that do. Um, I think there should be a middle ground where, you know, like the background checks and waiting to receive the gun and stuff like that, that are within reason. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess that's where my standpoint is on that. <laughs> well, um, you mentioned, I'm, I'm curious, I'm kind of jumping subjects here, um, but you mentioned talking about like putting your first little video up on TikTok. What drove you to TikTok in the first place? COVID. I was bored. I mean, you went, <laughs> I went from, I mean, I went from going out with my kids, like with my kids, you go to the playgrounds, whatever they went to school. So you see all these people, whatever, uh, going into work and pretty hectic lifestyle. If, if you look back on it, like mm-hmm. dropping your kids off, going to work, running from meeting to meeting, you know, it was so intense. Um, and then at night, you know, um, because you're so tired, you're like, okay, let's do a date night or something. And that was just more like something we did to reward ourselves for having a week like that. And then that all of that stopped. And I wasn't really on Facebook. I mean, I had an Instagram, but it was more like to see what my friends were doing and stuff. And then my wife was like, well, this thing came out. I mean, it was already out, obviously, yeah. but I didn't know about it. Um, and I just started scrolling. And then the first hour was kind of boring because it's showing you all kinds of videos that you don't know if you know, like. But once you started liking a few and interacting with it, it started giving me more content of what I like. So then it just, you get sucked in. So yeah. I think for the first week it was like, I'm on there. Like I, I, I sit down, kids are asleep. Everyone's good. And I look up, it's 12 o'clock. I'm like, what happened? Like it's <laughs> four hours. Uh, so I just found that very intriguing. And then um, it took about six months to get 20,000 followers. And obviously in the beginning, if you look, I, I privated a lot of the older videos and uh, some are still up, but, I think my content was hilarious. Like I, I thought it was the best thing ever. And then, I mean, I guess you got to find what works for you and what people like to see. So mm-hmm. once I started getting into the escape, I kind of put the rest on private and just started doing the escape stuff, um, which has such a, it's, it's not just saving people. Like there's been a, at least three people that I actually verified their story. Right. So I asked them if they went to jail and what happened and court dates, whatever, uh, to really fact check what I'm saying is true. Uh, mm-hmm. But there's been like 11 people that reached out like, hey, that video, this is what happened and this is what I did. And it it potentially saved my life for like four or five of them. I know it saved their life. Like there was one lady who was camping with her husband and her husband was like trying to end her and her kids with that. So she he tied her to a pole and then was like getting stuff out of the car to end it all. And that guy was actually discharged, put in jail and like all kinds of crazy stuff. But the tremendous impact that it's having, what I like the most is people that just like, hey, I'm feeling very unsafe going out. I don't know what to do about it. But watching your videos gives me a little bit more confidence that I feel like I could know what to do. And I think that's the biggest impact and why it grew so fast. Because I went from 20,000 followers to almost like 2.5 by the end of the year. So it took a very long time to get somewhere. And then out of the blue, it just skyrocketed. Yeah, I think once you're and, and just t- kind of taking a little bit of a guess here. But I think once you're actually making content that helps other people, you tend to grow a whole lot faster. I know that's what we kind of experienced as well. And, and it doesn't get a lot of hate. I'm terrible with hate. Like I can get a hundred good comments and one bad comment will ruin my day. <laughs> um, it just, you, people naturally attract to negative um, thoughts, I guess. Yeah. I can't stand the hate that's not even relevant. It, it, yeah. And that's why I like this content because there's not much to hate. Like obviously you get the martial artists, right? My technique is better. That doesn't work in real life, whatever. Yeah. But, and that's why I try to, like I had a video being choked and I, I gave three options in there. And the reason why I did that, it's not that I think all three are the greatest. Like I'll do my own technique that I know works for me. Right. Mm-hmm. But I do that to not piss off other people and just provide them the options. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. because the truth is like, one, odds are there's one that you don't disagree with. Yeah, a lot of people like they believe that Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is the best thing ever. I'm like, well, statistically, 
if you look at it, your ground game is very good, but the up until the point that you're on the ground, I don't think that Brazilian jiu-jitsu is the best way to deal with this. Yeah. So it's, it's like you can't I, – I think the best thing that I can say is uh, I prefer Graf Maga um, just because it ends things before uh, I get to the ground or before that. It's very uh, uh, proactive in, in, in a sense, and there's just no debate that that works. I mean, it just works. Uh, but everyone has their own technique. Uh, but people but, have said like, oh, kickboxing is the best thing ever. I'm like, you're, you're using a tax board against self-defense. Like, well, what are you talking about? Like, I, I have no doubt you're great at kickboxing, but it's not, it's boxing. It's, it's you know, kicking and it doesn't help against grappling or being on the ground or uh, for instance, in the heavier topics like rape defense or something like that, you can kick all you want. But if you don't know how to get out of a headlock or anything like that, good luck. <laughs> yeah. The thing we we always get asked questions like, what kind of martial art do you recommend for self defense? And it like, really depends on the instructor. Yeah, we're like, go yeah, there, look fun. at what they do, pressure test it, slowly build up the momentum, and if it doesn't work, scrap it, find something else. You know, because there's not one martial art that covers everything. No. You have to build your basis. You have to fill in the holes where the holes lie. And if you yeah. if you're a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt you were probably great on the ground, but you've got to find some way to stand up and figure out how to fight from there. So like if you're a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, you might should take some kickboxing lessons too. You might oh. should take some Krav Maga. You know, there, there are all these things that you need to pull from. You can't just choose one and expect it to help you in every basis. Well, the thing with fight sport or, or like self-defense sports is that Nine out of 10 times, the people that have black belts or duns or, or anything like that will not be in a fight yeah. because you show a certain, like I haven't been in a fight in forever. Like maybe the last one was like 18 in a bar crawl, yeah. but I knew how to fight. Like it's, it, I, you show a certain level of confidence and, and you don't get anxious in decisions when people, like I saw a video like a few days ago by uh, someone that teaches MMA uh, who is legit. And he, he showed three ways of how to know that someone can't fight. And one of them was like, you can have the first hit, like stuff like that. Or the pompous that goes like puffs up his chest. Like those things just give you away. And I guess when you understand how fighting works, you don't engage with it or you end it very fast. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. One thing that we always try to express is that there are two things that you can do that really cut down your chances of being a target of a violent crime in the first place, or even just petty crimes. And mm-hmm. it's paying attention and looking confident. Cause I've had someone, I take the trash to the local um, waste disposal. I don't <laughs> I'll just know. say dump. Okay. <laughs> take the trash to the local dump. Um, and the guy that works there goes, you do martial arts, right? It's like, yes. <laughs> and he's like, the way you carry yourself is really great. He goes, your instructor. Um, he, he said, I, I want to have him come out to my church and work with the security team because the way you carry yourself shows me that you must have a good instructor. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, you can have some very bad instructors that are great at what they do, but not very good at teaching. <laughs> <laughs> Teaching requires patience, and not a lot of fighters have that. That's that's very. I actually see that more in the karate and and uh, judo techniques, stuff like that. Those those have a lot more patience. Not too like the the instructors I have had with kickboxers, boxers, um, always have this intensity upon them. Yeah. Uh, but when I got taught uh, karate or uh, Wing Chun, it's like they have this zenness to themselves. Uh, which is great to to learn. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'm gonna get there, but I'm I'm gonna give it a try. <laughs> <laughs> so then you've done you've done quite a few martial arts. Uh, yeah. So I started um, with boxing, then kickboxing. I did judo, uh, karate, and then I went into the military, where you have military self defense. And then the instructor happened to teach Krav Maga. Like he went to Israel to do the course. So the fighting instructor then switched to Graf Maga. And then I learned a little bit of Sistema, uh, which is the Russian version of Graf Maga. And then um, while I was in the United States, I did security work. 
Um, and, and one of my buddies in the security work uh, was very big into jiu-jitsu, uh, taekwondo, and Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So I worked with him on my ground uh, work. Um, so I've touched quite a few. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't say I mastered them all, but I mean, I, I feel yeah, confident I, I can defend I've, myself. I've, I've done a lot of different things with a lot of different guys uh, in exactly. different styles. So uh, that's completely changed, like, my approach. Yeah. You know, I mean... I think I think having that when you, and I'm not trying to throw off on people that basically just stick with one thing, but you know you'll find a lot of times when somebody just sticks with one thing, they have this one singular approach, and it ends up you end up finding out that they really don't have a full understanding of how maybe something self defense wise really works a lot of times. If well, what I really pure in one art or something like that. Well, what I find with people that are um, and I'm not taking away from the dedication. So yeah, if you have a course done in Taekwondo, you're very good at fighting. Yeah. But it also means that you're going to re refer to things that work well for you. So if you're a Taekwondo, you're probably going to be very good at kicking and keep people at range. But once they're close in and take you to the ground, now you got issues. Yeah. That's, that's not what you're trained for. Mm -hmm. Um but I mean, that doesn't take away that probably, like I said before, those people will probably never be in a street fight because they know how to fight. And if you fight against an unexperienced fighter, you're going to use what is good for you and you're going to probably knock them out in, in a little bit. But um, that's why I, I like um, real uh, world self-defense things like Graf uh, Maga works very well because it's like you're reacting to stuff that is done in the real, real world where people try to poke your eyes out or give you a knee to the to the to the groin that doesn't happen in professional fighting or like structured um karate or taekwondo or stuff like that uh, yeah. so I, I like those courses because they kind of prepare you for what people really do and how frantic they are when they fight you or swinging arms and stuff like that because that that's what people refer to it's not like they're not going to be imperfect like okay now i'm gonna you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's barely happened a lot of uh Greco-Roman wrestling. We do a lot of Greco-Roman wrestling uh, okay. for upper body controls and stuff like that because I, I try to tell my guys so much of self-defense. A lot of times, because you have an unskilled fighter, you know, you have this situation where they just close the distance. They're just swinging wildly, close the distance, and you end up falling. And that happens so much. But if you can get something like, uh, like Greco-Roman where you can go ahead and just kind of take control of that clinch range and stay on your feet or control it you know, while standing and, and, and like that, your odds of being able to, you know, get past that situation is so much better. Well, that's why I, I saw the video with the drop flail and wiggle and scream that that's that's perfect because it's. Yeah, I don't know how to say this, but it's so uncontrolled. It, it is a natural reaction of what you think you should do. Just put into a step by step way to do it. And yeah. that's why it works. So like. I, I have a toddler. So when I pick her up, she doesn't want to be picked up. She does exactly that as a <laughs> response. And I drop her almost like nine <laughs> out of 10 times. I mean, I'm not all the way up yet, so it doesn't going to hurt her. Yeah. Uh, but I, I like those. Um, there, there was a cop in New York that did a uh, fighting style technique. Oh, what is it called? I can't think of it. But basically, their first reaction is to... Um, step down, move your weight like at a good position and put your hands up as the first reaction. So you see something coming, that's what you do. And that's actually, those kinds of techniques are very helpful because that's probably what a person is going to do when someone's going to hit. Like they duck down and they, they hold themselves up. So I like, I like those techniques because it's easier to train people to do what they're naturally going to do anyway. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One thing I love about things like gun takeaways or knife takeaways is the natural response is to put your hands up. You know, it's like, oh, don't hurt me. But yeah. hands being up is the perfect position for you to actually do something. And so when I tell people that, they're just over here like, should I find an excuse to keep my hands down? You know, because they think of this as, well, they can see my hands, so they know what I'm about to do. It's like, no, no, this is the fastest position for you to do something. Yeah, I, I find- Our I fighting find stance is here, or our spear stance is here. It's- it's because your hands are right where they should be for you to be able to have take action. I, I find it. I did one video on that and then I didn't do it anymore. And the reason why is because 
there's <laughs> there's so many ideas like okay so i did a lot of research on it and i looked at a lot of videos and people doing it with pain go guns on reaction time and how you know what people fail to understand is if you if you are in serious danger one you have to make a decision if that person is going to shoot which is almost an impossible decision you yeah. won't know uh, you can judge based on appearances like it am i talking to a junkie that just wants money am i being targeted because what i have money i have influence like there's so many things that you have to process in like five seconds right yes. so i kind of analyze my life like before that so am i in a position of power um, do I have a lot of money? Do, does my family have enemies? All that stuff is something you should probably think about before. And I've posted about it before, but the problem with that is people don't find it interesting. It's not flashy. It's not, but those are the real things you should consider before ever being, you know, being robbed or something. And then the second part is as I'm overtaking it, I'm stepping away. But in people analyzing the video, they say I don't step away too much. Um, how you do it. And then honestly, in the videos where they show the reaction time, they get hit 50% of the time. But what people don't see, like they'll say the statistic, okay, you this works 50% of the time if you do it properly. That's one. Yeah. Second, I if I do that, my goal is not to be not hit. Obviously, the ultimate goal is not to be hit, but you have to be super fast. Like it's almost impossible. I just need him not to shoot me in the heart or vital organs that I need. If he hits my shoulder, I'm perfectly okay with that if I then have the weapon. But, yeah. but people don't see it that way. They're like, okay, this technique needs to, once you do it, it needs to be to a point where I didn't get hit at all. I'm like, well, sorry, sugar, but that's, that's not, that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. it, people don't understand action versus reaction. Yeah, that's it. Because um, whenever you're training with someone, someone training with you in a way can make it even harder than someone in a real situation. Because the person training with you knows that you're about to try and take the gun away. Exactly. Someone who targeted you is already expecting you to be someone who's going to comply and give them what they want. Like well, they targeted you because they think you're going to comply. Yep. And so if you're standing here like this, please don't shoot me. They're not expecting you to try to take the gun away. So that actually takes away a little bit of their reaction time. Also with action versus reaction, you've got to train yourself to move fast enough that, you know, they might not even be able to pull the trigger in time because yep. they weren't expecting it. Well, what I usually say, it's the last resort, right? But even if yeah. I say it's the last resort, people don't read it. They're like, oh, and, and that's why I find I find TikTok becoming a little bit more toxic that way. Uh, Instagram was like that, but um, a lot of people criticize what other people do, but then don't provide solutions, uh -huh. yeah. which is probably something that bugs me. Like if I see that, my I'll sit there for an hour just fuming about well, then you find a solution, you know? Yeah. yeah the mouth, so mouth. Could you care to show me why that doesn't work? Just <laughs> I try. I try to be as 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 um, composed as possible. But <laughs> yeah. There's yeah, a lot of. In the end, just keep them talking so they help your algorithm. Like, yeah. Just get them running themselves in circles. I, I had a person that says, uh, which was, I don't know why it bothered me. It's like, oh, those zip, zip ties are flimsy. Do it with other ones. So someone responded, well, he has, just go back. He's like, well, that just doesn't work. I'm 11B inventory and all I do is subdue people. And then I'm just analyzing that comment. I'm like, okay, so you're 11B, which your boot camp is like 13 weeks in, in US Army. And I'm like, well, what, what do you mean subdue people is your job? Like I was in the military. There wasn't like a class assigned to me, like you're the subduer. And it just bothers <laughs> me. Like I can't, I can't get it out of my head. And I'm like... <laughs> And then I get to a point where I start responding to these comments and doing bigger zip ties and whatever. And it's like, it, oh. it's not worth it. People, oh. It's more interesting for me. <laughs> no, I saw that chain of videos of you just like comment, responding back to the people who are like, it doesn't work. And you're just like, when is it going to be enough? And I'm like, Brian, come here. Dutch is mad. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's just people saying that they don't understand that it has effects. If that becomes the top common that this is capped, this doesn't work. Yeah. Then people think yeah. that that's the case. And one thing I did from the very start and why I think I have a successful brand as Dutch in the USA, I won't post anything that doesn't work. That's one. Yeah. And then second, I test everything out. So uh, if I'm working with companies that are providing me with stuff like the pepper spray, I test how far it sprays. Or in one case, I actually 
I didn't have to test it because I had uh, pepper spray on my hands. It leaked and I touched my eyes. I'm like, okay, well, this works because it was, <laughs> I made a mistake. Yeah, um, I've done that. But, but, but I, t- I test this stuff because I think, and I make sure this is true, like anything that I post can be done. Um, it depends on if you have the strength, obviously, but in theory, everything can be done because I don't want to post anything that doesn't work and people need it. Exactly. And then I'm, I, I cannot live with myself if that yeah, happens. We had a comment that's about the drop fill with Supreme, how it didn't work, and that um, the girl tried it with her boyfriend. And we were like, um, give me a second to think. Well, he, I, don't I know. know. What you're Go ahead. <laughs> she wasn't properly applying it. She was doing yeah. it so slowly. She was like holding her arms up. <laughs> she wasn't really her arching her back up and down, not arching her back. I'm like, you look like a frog. Like, yeah. What are you even doing? Yeah, what but you're, you're still going to get those. Um, I oh, had yeah. one. There's a way if you get caught by a bear hug, you put your hand, you have a little increase right here, right? From your chest just regularly. And mm. especially with females, you have that space to go through. Then you grab it with the other hand and you push down on where their grip is. That works. That it just works because you're applying pressure on their fingers like that. It it just works. So I saw someone do it, and her husband was like a 350 pound, six foot seven dude. I'm like, okay, it works, but you're like 60 pounds, and he's like five times your size. Like, <laughs> you should take him with you. He's your boyfriend. Like, just don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just sometimes sometimes things don't work just because. There's insane strong people in this world. And at that point, I'm like, there's nothing I can do about it either. I can be as good in technique as possible. That's when you wait for another opportunity. Like, he's not going to be hanging on to you like that forever. If you yeah, did, what's exactly. the point of him grabbing you in the but first place? But you think like that. A lot of people don't, they, they give up after that. that. And that's it. That, that's their, the, the struggle and the win. And now they've won. Yeah. You just constantly have to look for opportunities to, like, there was a story about someone that was uh, chained up for a few years but she gained the confidence level over such a long time that eventually she escaped by just playing the part and i'm not saying that that was in any way uh easy for her i that that will have psychological problems for the rest of her life but to be in that mind focus like i'm just gonna have to play this part until i find my way but the, the whole point is is that since we do this for enough, I mean, I don't do this for a living, but I have integrated it into my life to such a point that it. I, a lot of people ask me, like, um, this is so much to learn, like, how realistic is this? But honestly, I do this so often that it's second nature. Like, yeah. for instance, the video with my kids in the car, they get into the car first, I get in, I buckle them. Obviously, it depends on where I am, right? Because it's a little bit more of a hassle. If I'm at the Whole Foods and there's a security guard walking around, I'm not going to take those extra precautions. But if it's like later in the day, it's a Walgreens, there's like shading, the lights don't work. I'll do that because it's just second nature and it doesn't feel like a hassle once you yeah. learn these things. Very true. Yeah. Once you, once you practice that mindset so much, it's a lot easier because one thing that people don't understand that they have to practice is the don't give up mindset. Yes. If you give up every time something gets a little hard, you're never going to accomplish anything. Yes. And if you give up really quickly in self-defense, you're not going to escape. Um, the thing we try most to get across to people is you can prevent a lot just by being in the right mindset. Yep. One thing that drew us to your account is that you, you showed that determination. And we could tell that everything you put up, like you said, you test. It's like, we have not tried anything that you have done that hasn't worked for at least one of us. Yeah. No, like we appreciate that because we see so many people who just do show things that they have learned over time just because it's tradition and we try it and it's just like, um, yeah, we've done this so many times and it still hasn't worked. So we're just like, well, we got to scrap it. But these people teach it because it's their tradition. Um, you see that big problem in martial arts a lot of the times yeah is people will go just by tradition and we're like tradition doesn't work forever tradition or just theory because it sounds like it should work really well Mm -hmm. yeah but unless you have testimonies then it's just theory unless you've tested it Mm -hmm. so we've we've really appreciated that in your stuff and we say all the time it's like we love how what you do pairs so well with what we teach 
it's like because we can feel it's taken a load off of us yeah. because those questions that we get of how do you escape rope how do you escape zip ties we're like go to dutch in the usa go to him he is the best for that it's i find it hard to make the balance between knowing it like sometimes you know it's going to be a viral video or at least get a decent amount of views yeah. just because the topic is heated or it's the right time uh, but a lot of the things i end up reposting or redoing the video so I'm, i don't take the video and then repost it but just redo the same technique yeah um, if yeah. the time is right but rope is not flashy even though they say like um there's certain knots that don't work but if you have your teeth available or even can grab who even rope, uses rope anymore it, it's convenient. Well, and then the thing is, like, try to subdue someone. Try to try to put rope on your on uh, Brian and see if it works. If he's really fighting, yeah, exactly. People are like, but what if they tie me up? Well, we're like, how did they get you tied up? Just yeah, like, the scenario, the scenario, uh, thinking is is very goes very far. Like people seem to think that you just pop into certain places. Like the only <laughs> thing, the only time that you just pop into being tied up is if maybe you were at a bar and someone slipped something into your drink and you were passed out and they got you tied up. Like yeah, but... if if, you, if you're tied up, you probably had some way to fight before that. So why did you get to that point? What got you to that point? You should have been wiggling and screaming. And, you know, that's why we teach the drop flow wiggle scream is because yeah. it's so easy for people to understand. And if we can get them to fully commit to just that, they're willing to fully commit to a lot of other things. Yeah. But the thing I can't stand is when people are just willing to give up. Yeah. Well, it's, All it's, the techniques that we've tested works for everyone. We get a lot of comments. Oh, does this not for everybody? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Almost everyone. Well, it's how you set it up, right? So I usually yeah. tell them to have a belt, shoelaces, and a bobby pin. Those three, like, it will work. Like, if you have, let's say it's zip ties, the bobby pin will get you out. It doesn't matter if you have strength or not. And then also the shoelaces will get you out. But people will stay there in their pajamas, try to slam it down, and then it doesn't work. And, I, and they didn't have their friend available to cut it out because you have to practice this. Uh, and they're like, oh, this doesn't, this doesn't work. I'm like, well, did you set yourself up for success? Like, I don't go out of the house without my shoes with shoelaces just because I wear them. Uh, but I don't wear a lot of flip-flops or stuff like that. And I have a bobby pin, always. Like, it's just in my pants. Like, it's not like a, a, a hassle. They're like, oh, well, where am I going to wear this? I'm like, just put it in your pocket. You wear your keys and all these other stuff. Your phone is always with you. It has a little bit of a clip. That's what I'm saying. But people try one thing and then say, okay, well, it didn't work. I'm like, you didn't set yourself up for success. Yeah. My, my most aggravating comments on any video we ever post uh, is all, it doesn't work or just shoot them. <laughs> and we've kind of covered both of them in this podcast, but you know, it's just, that's the two most thing, the two biggest things that aggravate me more than anything to see on a video. Just like there's, there's absolutely no context to why it doesn't work. And a gun is the answer to everything. That's the two things that aggravate me more. But the than one that doesn't work, um, dad even commented back on one and then just left it alone. And then all of a sudden, like a whole army of comments. Well, no, that was, so we had, uh, we were doing a choke against the wall. Mm -hmm. And she was explaining, if somebody has you choked against the wall, you know, trap the hand, windmill your arm over, turn your body, you know, just explain. That. And this guy says that, you know, you wasn't putting full force. I said, well, if I, you know, if I put full force, she couldn't talk. Yeah. So that would like kind of mess up the ability of actually trying she to teach. She can't the teach if she's going. <laughs> exactly. And, and, and then arguing and we, I just like took him out, brought him out, brought him out, brought him out a little further until he was kind of like, he was like off the ledge. It was just, he wasn't making any sense anymore. And then I just like stopped. Well, what, what people don't understand is like, for instance, the video I did last night about jumping out of vehicle. If I did that at a higher speed, um, they would have probably taken it down. The reason why I do things slow is because it won't get flagged for safety or whatever is. So I have, flagged. You know, like uh, where they put like this, the acts in this video are considered dangerous and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. If you do it slow enough, it they won't trigger that and it won't get reported. And honestly, some of the things that they say I need to try, like they say like, I'll oh, try it at 80 miles an hour. I'm like, this is like life or death. Like I'm going to be seriously injured if I jump out, but at least hopefully I will not die. Yeah. Cause I can jump out at any time, but if I just go face first, I'm probably not going to make it with the technique I'm showing you. 
there is a chance you can make it even at 80 miles an hour. Plus, if you're going from A to B, if you know point B is the end, you better jump out of the vehicle and, yeah. and hope for that. You have a better chance if you injure your arm jumping out of the vehicle. People don't yeah. get that. I'm over here going, you're not willing to risk maybe a broken arm to save your life? Are you crazy? Uh, some people comment that I'd rather die. I'm like, I don't think you really do. You're just typing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. They, yeah, it's the edge lords. I can't stand them. Yeah, if there was like the perfect self-defense technique, everyone would go buy it at Walmart. That is that is very true. I wish I could do that. <laughs> yeah, no. Don't judge me. I got this card. It's everything. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's nothing that works for absolutely everybody 100% of the time for every situation. There's just not. So we cover all of these options and people are like, but what if, but what if, but what if? I'm like, that's an entirely different video. Well, and I'm over here like, you, you keep doing the videos. That's all, that's all I can say. But the, yeah. the problem is people will see one video, then don't go to the other one you're posting about it. Um, for instance, I did a video on... Um, getting choked in a car now the likelihood of that happening but that became a whole thing because it was okay i did it with a mechanical lever where if you push fast enough and you're pushing out you're gonna get enough slack to push your head through there it just even if the person is sitting behind you um and then it became okay well what if it's an electoral seat so i found a way to do it it wasn't perfect and but i i had someone do it i tried it out and it worked and then someone said well this is a better way and I tried that one and that works, but it just continuously try to do more. And then people are like, well, you, you, you could hurt someone because they're not seeing, they saw the verse video, but then not the other ones where other situations happen. I'm like, I, I can't be responsible for that. I'm yeah, showing you exactly. what works in that particular situation. If you feel you, your situation does not apply, one, don't watch it because it's not relevant to you. <laughs> they can go to another video. Yeah. And that's um, just... How I feel. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and I know your time, you're going to have to get back. We're going to have to wrap it up. But I have a question for you. Have you ever, you mentioned this a little bit, have you ever uh, ended up like flagged? Have you ever been, had, had a community violation? I did. I had one. And that was interesting because some of my stuff is really, like some of them get put under review. I did a, a how to uh, get out of, uh, I did a video on how to escape being choked with like a plastic bag or something like that. Mm. Uh, and then they asked, well, what if it's a hefty bag? So I, which is not recommended because there's scent in hefty. So when you try to suck in an air bubble, you use your tongue and it, it taste is horrible. <laughs> so I did that one and then it got pushed to review immediately. And it took about an hour for them to approve that video as education. Um, and then another one got completely flagged. So I did a video where it was like a bouncy music and I did all the requests I've had. So taped to a chair and then you just saw one shot, like one shot of each and it was kind of like uh, EDM music. Yeah. And they completely removed that. I appealed it. I have no reason why they say it violated guided, uh, uh, it violated TikTok policy on sexual content. And I was fully clothed. I had nothing, nothing weird about it, but it, they felt it was sexualization or something. And I'm like, okay, well. Well, this has been really cool. It's been really cool to actually get to talk to you and hear about yes. a lot of your background. Because, I mean, we kind of do a lot of back and forth on TikTok. Yep. <laughs> you know, it's like, um, he's best for that. <laughs> yeah, so you guys are in North Carolina, right? Yes, sir. Where, where in North Carolina? Or Lexington, North Carolina. Where? Lexington, North Carolina. Oh, uh, it's between uh, Greensboro and Charlotte. Davidson County. Gotcha. <laughs> I actually I have family in uh, in uh, Emerald Isle, so I, I usually oh, okay. uh, so maybe if I'm close by and I can make the time, I can uh, swing by. We can do some self defense stuff. That would be awesome. That would yeah. be awesome. Emerald Isle, yeah, we go out to the uh, Outer Banks every once in a while. We're actually going to be doing a um, uh, abduction prevention, family safe kind of weekend at Myrtle Beach uh, right. this fall. So we're looking forward to that. Is that like people? Is that like a whole getaway weekend or something yeah. where you teach it? Yeah. Wow. Is there a lot of people uh, um, enlisting for a course like that? Um, we just started posting about it. Like yeah, just got yeah. everything finalized. So we, we don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I have, uh, we've worked with 
and done some stuff at other people's conferences and different things before, um, or I have, but this is the first time we are trying to host something like this ourselves. So I'm brand new to this, to be completely <laughs> honest with you. We just signed the contract with the resort uh, to do it for the weekend. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Kind of curious as to how it's all going to work out. So. I, I, I think it's a, if we keep trying to show safety and, and be there for the people, I, I think eventually it will uh, be rewarding enough. Yeah, it Maybe does it well in this area. And we'll, we travel out and do some things at, uh, for yeah, businesses, churches, and then in our own facility. And we do those types of events and they do well here. So this is our first kind of like to get gotcha. out and travel. And this is our first destination event. Yeah. What would be really cool is one time if you're just going to be in town, we can do a joint seminar and we can do the prevention and self-defense stuff. And then you do all of the escapes and stuff that would be that would be a cool joint event yeah people don't believe me so i had a, i w- went fishing and pe- people i guess uh someone saw me on tiktok they're like well i'll i'll do the tie up i'm a fisherman i'm like okay like it's it's and i got out he's like i don't know how you did that i'm like <laughs> like people people a lot of people don't believe it they see videos and they're like oh that's just bs i'm like okay <laughs> where are you i'll come show you how to do it <laughs> i know i think our first video that we saw of you um we were like we should try this yeah and i think i had shown brian a video i was like brian this dude that looks like jason Bourne is teaching people how to escape this. <laughs> i get i get that one a lot i'm like you do? okay <laughs> all right well i thank you very much uh, i really appreciate you uh uh joining us on the podcast um if you don't mind and i'm sure you'd probably like to Go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you. So you can find me as Dutch in the USA uh, on any of my platforms. So on Instagram, uh, TikTok, uh, YouTube, uh, even Snapchat. Awesome. Awesome. I didn't know you were on Snapchat. (laughs) We have Snapchat accounts. So (laughs) I'm trying to do the whole spotlight thing. And it's very hard because they, they review content before it's posted. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've posted like 12 videos that they deem not needed for spotlight, which really they're like, they're good safety tips. People should see this. And they're like, no, nope, not selected. So that's, that's tricky, but I am on there. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, thank you very much. And, uh, I guess we will see you later. We'll probably get up with you sometime without trying to do some type of joint event. That sounds awesome. I'll see you guys soon listening to the impact defense podcast if you'd like to learn more about how to keep yourself safe check out the articles videos courses and seminars at www.impactdefensenc.com we also do training for security teams churches businesses groups and more stay sharp stay focused and train hard